Welcome to the Inspired Wild Podcast. I'm Trevin Stoltzfus, and I am here in beautiful Colorado Springs with good friends Donnell, Lisa, and Scott, Scott Watley from Sportsman of Colorado, and our good friends Lisa and Donnell from... The hunt, hunt, hunt data, hunt data, hunt data, data, and hunt diva. Try saying yep. that five times Hunting fast. Divas. Hunting divas and yeah, hunt data. That's yes. a tongue twister. There's an N in the middle on the hunting divas. Okay. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I just know you guys as the fire starters. <laughs> we just like to kill things. I mean, harvest things. Yes. Harvest no. things. We harvest potatoes. Yes. We kill but animals. he knows us as the fire starters. Yeah. And I oh, agree. that's true. We do like to. St- yeah. yeah. I so like to start fires on Donnell. You, 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 she you uses my hair. Should we just start off with that story? <laughs> I think yeah. we should. Cause okay. Let's throw it back to last spring. Well, let's throw it back to uh, one year ago oh, at the yeah, show. We right. met your daughter, Avery. And what, you, wait, wait, have I said where we're at? Not yet. Okay. You said Colorado Springs. <laughs> we're Colorado down in Colorado Springs. Springs yeah. So uh, we're at the, sp- the Colorado Springs Sportsman and Boat Show. Yes. And this is my third year yes i believe it's my third third yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so okay take it from there so we're here and and lisa and i had just taught a class and you came up and said will you be my daughter's mentors hero something i said well we're we make mistakes but we'll mentor her so yeah so then fast forward uh, we did a spring hunt with her and you brought along your crew with some cameras and uh then what did you do lisa what do you love to do you love to i like to make hot chocolate and make kind of the hostess for the mostest kind of thing and yep. I was in the blind with Donnell and Avery, and I thought, I'm going to pop out my jet boil and make that little sweet Avery and Donnell and Trevin and the camera guy, Dustin, Dustin um, mm-hmm. a hot chocolate, uh, uh, cocoa. Can I set the scene, though? Yes, we're, please we're, do, we're because we're, we're, missing, we're, missing, we're the, missing a lot. I mean, this is a gorgeous morning. we got birds <laughs> just gobble. Go ahead, yep, set the scene. And, and so we've got two ground blinds that we've set and joined together, and we've got a, your cameraman off to the side, and you're in that tent, and Avery, Lisa, and I are in this tent. Well, the ground's kind of tundra-like, so the grass is not, you know, it's well, got Well, the cows knobs. had a lot to do with the that. Cow, Remember the cows? Yeah, so the jet boil couldn't sit flat, so now I've set the scene go ahead Lise and we have some gobblers working we are we hear some gobbles but they're we think I think they're a ways off still but they're coming across the field we assume we can't see them we can hear them and again it was pretty chilly out so I was going to make some hot chocolate well unbeknownst to me um, when we set the tent up that morning the pole had been broke so we had to kind of improvise to get the tent up which we put a bucket on the ground and had a pole and we kind of just rigged it and um, when I put my jet boil on that little uh, seat there it was great when it started but when the jet boil starts to shake a little bit when the um, water starts to boil well it ended up falling onto the ground and it's um, it's gas and the gas shot up Donnell's leg and I had and on wool pants so it just the flame looked like it was about 12 inches tall it and was it was instantaneous it happened like that we're on camera and everything and, and they, it just and they have went a camera in every corner there's GoPros in every corner <laughs> and I'm doing the silent screen yeah, because like we we're filming a show or something I exactly. know. imagine that Exactly. Go figure. And so I'm doing oh. the silent scream because we've got an active gobbler, if I remember right. It I, was priceless. Donnell's on fire. I, <laughs> we have a gobbler coming in. You need to work. And I'm doing the scream. I'm like, stop, drop, and roll. You know, we learned that in like third grade sure. or something. Right. And it's like, geez, how hard is it? Just roll around. It'll go away. So as if that's not enough. And Avery's face was priceless. Yeah. I mean, I, I know you guys could hear every Avery's face was just priceless because we're talking, it was a flame. It was a big flame. It was a ball of fire. 
it was a big flame. It wasn't just a little big lighter. Because when that gas that, um, hit the ground, obviously the impact caused more gas to shoot out right yeah. up her wool so, pants. So you would have thought, you know, at that point we've learned our lesson. We're, we're, yeah. we're turkey hunting, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. No, it's like a couple of minutes later, the flame's higher this time, and it was by my hair. So, so it wasn't a couple minutes. It was probably 15. Okay, let's let's let's, let's give go. Lisa a little credit we'll here. And I was a little credit. stressed out right. of all the water I lost on the ground right. because I only brought so much She's to the She's still trying to make her hot chocolate. So she was going to do it, and by golly, I'm going to do it. Not only does she not change a thing about how she prepares <laughs> it, but now she's got less water. She's going to be strong. Yeah. And, uh, you know, fool me once, fool me. What's that, you know, whatever. I, I shame make on it, you. Shame on you. There you go. Yeah. yeah, well, this one was, it was quite. So now we get more of a ball of fire. <laughs> and by now, Avery is just cracking up. Because we realize it's not, there's not going to be an explosion. And, and, you know, but there was still a lot of flame. Oh, and, and I've got long hair, and, yeah. and I had my hair down that day. Yay. Yeah. And yeah. product on and stuff. And yeah. I was just, it I was I awesome. I was going to be Michael Jackson and, and yeah. have it. You know. It was like, Donnell was truly a Roman candle. It was beautiful. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is it's such, uh, it's such a, a neat thing when you have a kid. And, you know, it's, of course, it's probably more special because my daughter, mm-hmm. but, um, and you have something funny, mem- memorable that happens in a situation like that. Um, you can't make that up. No. I mean, you can't. No. You know, and you wouldn't want to because it's dangerous, we, we've right? We've actually had people, because, you know, we're hunting divas. We're in the out- we said if somebody would just follow us around, you would have footage oh. every trip. Because yeah. we do stupid stuff all yeah. the time. Well, well, that wasn't stupid. That was well planned out. Did the turkey anything. Thank you. Hot when she was on fire, I was warming my hands over her because I was a little chill. Did you feel? heat oh yeah oh, it was yeah okay. it scared me to death so we, yeah. we, we had two blinds and we'd kind of put them together and we used those big like clips right just to keep them so that when we're filming them there's not a whole lot of light coming in because the whole purpose is to kind of be darked out in the blinds sure. right and uh, but that we can film them as they're calling and working with avery because i really i it's hard to teach your wife at least for me because i get frustrated i don't i'm not as patient as i should be and your daughter I don't have a son, so I, maybe it's the same thing right. there. And so for me, it was awesome to be able to almost take a step back and just hand Avery over off to them. And they called. They even had a chance to stop and talk about, here's what this call is mimicking, and here's what we're doing. And she got a chance to t- take, a, I think she took a slate and, you know, box call. And, you know, just, who cares? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it was all for. Sure. We, were, we were hoping to see some turkeys, and we did see some turkeys. We right. just, we, it seemed like everything. Well, she had a bow, too, so that, yeah, that's not right, easy. Right, there's nothing right. easy about that. And there's, but there was, it, that day was an a, a interesting day because we chose to go this way, and then we walk around, and there's a tom at, at 15 right. yards, right? And if we'd have gone the other way, we might have had a chance well, to Well, and then we relax. leave our blind, and oh, we yeah. come back, and the birds are, if we'd have stayed in that blind right. all day. Right in front of the blind. They right came right back. In the blind. We, I mean, we left for a little while, and we come back, and we couldn't even get to our blind because they were where they, they just took all day to mill around and come in there. Yeah. That's so true. These guides that I get. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on. I, I, I pay all this big money, right, to go yeah. home with these I'm ladies. Like, and I'm like, where's Trevin? Oh, he's out. Like, we're like, he's outside. So I, what I did is I ended up sneaking out to see if I could find where the birds were and just get an eyeball to say, okay, because, you know, they'll go and they'll feed. And if, there's, if they're making their rounds, I go, oh, okay, they're 200 yards heading this way. Let's get ready. But in a situation where with what we did, we actually ran and 
kind of did some running and gunning a little bit, and, and uh, well, I, we spent on that sandbar in that river crossing. We almost, she almost we got almost, a shot yeah, there. Yeah, she so, did. But so. that, that was good. We'll, we'll do it again this year. Yes, do it again. Yeah, we'll yeah, do it again Yeah, it was fun, and I think Avery enjoyed it. I mean, well, I'm sure we didn't harvest one, but even when she was doing the slate, and I'm like, hey, this is your hunt. Right. You call it in, and she did the slate, and she got a gobble. I mean, it, it was so rewarding, I think, for yeah. her. And, and for us, it was fun to see, and I think she really enjoyed it. And like I said, what I did with the hot chocolate really was an accident. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. It makes for a great memory. Yeah, and and the cool thing, we have it on video. Yeah. So it's one thing to tell a story around a campfire, and that's great. But then to be able to turn around and have this treasured memory. And I, well, it's, it's a funny memory. Nobody was hurt, praise God. But, but yeah. it's, it's still a, it's something that you have. And that, in my opinion, when you're looking back, Back on memories, it's sure. intangible. Man. That's, that's oh, I think awesome. it'll be a memory for Avery and Donnell and <laughs> yeah. myself. You know, I've told I, I was pretty empathetic with Donnell. I'm like, ah, just walk it off. Come on, we got turkeys to walk come. You know, and she's got singe marks all the way yeah, up her body. Sure. It was. When well, I had on like wool pants too, so it just it just lit yeah. up. Yeah, so it was, the, it was the, exciting. The lesson here is Lisa has ever asked you, would you like some cocoa? No, <laughs> no, no. 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 <laughs> the, 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 the lesson is that you make sure she has a flat surface <laughs> that she can brew her hot cocoa on, right. because that was the problem. Right. You know you know how uh, those jet boils will get to moving when the water gets sure. to boiling? Well, it didn't take much movement for it to tip over. But you said something that was really key to Lisa and I with the hunting divas. You said it's, it's sometimes hard to do your own child or your own wife, and that's what we have found. We've said we're just pro-women, and sometimes when it comes from a third party, it's it's more received. Maybe we're a little more patient, whatever. Um, and that that's part of our mission is, is just empowering those women and, and young ladies. Right, and there's something different about um, the the camaraderie of when you're a kid and you're like Avery and she's with her dad's friends, right? right. But then to, to get into a situation like this where you guys laughed and, you know, and I didn't, I could just sit back and take it all in. I didn't have to make sure she was good. Right. She just fit right in. Right. Well, and you know, another thing she loved that day besides just the whole turkey thing, um, Colin, but we were set up on the, on the island. We finally got out right. of the blind and we got set up and the camera guy just, let's go after them. And if you recall, we sat and we were behind this huge log and that was our camouflage and stuff and I just I have a Havilon and stuff and I just started carving into the wood well then Avery saw me and she starts so now Avery's got and we go there all the time it's where we yeah. take the hunt divas right. she's got her initials carved into the wood and yep. she's got her oh, boot wow. she was wearing and she had more fun carving oh, her did. initials into that wood and then I just was you know I, I'm I'm I, not bored at all. I love being out there, but I thought, well, it needs a little color. So I grabbed some grass and made mine green. And then she started grabbing we dirt green. We need to bring dust out. He yeah, so because yeah. the grass, you know, it literally had the dye and it all turned green. But I, I think of um, she spent a long time doing that as we're waiting for turkeys to mill around and stuff. But yeah. just stuff like that, that it was really just fun to see from her, her well, point we, of view. We have an example where we goose hunted. Uh, it was a year ago, and it was just, it is, didn't happen. The birds didn't come in. But one of the guys that was calling for us, he goes, you ladies are having fun. Like, he said, a bunch of guys, we'd all be mad that we aren't going home right. with a bunch of geese. And it really is. We're networkers. We're a social group, I think, naturally. Well, we stayed all day on that t hunt, too. We got there at dark, and we left until the last flight kind of thing. And they just didn't come to our setup or whatever. And he said, oh, they would have been. I've, I go with guys all the time, and nothing against it. But he, he's telling us this. He goes, oh, they would have left by 10 or 12, right. and they would have been mad. Right. And the ladies and we were sharing breaking, their, We went to lunch. Or, yeah, <laughs> we brought homemade bread and all of us stayed all day. There was like yeah. eight of us, I think. No, there's more than that. It's about um, 12. Yeah. yeah, it was it was fun though. Yeah, wow. and that, that's a memory that lasts for a lifetime. I know, I know for me, um, 
and we've had this discussion before, I, I think it's important to take kids hunting. And, and this year I'm, I'm even taking it, and I know I'm going to uh, kind of suck you guys into helping me on this, but one of the things I've had requests from people, uh, I get a lot of requests. I'm sure you hey, do. Hey, take, uh, yeah. take me elk hunting, right? And you're like, okay, the logistics of doing that, and then I've got a show to, you know, it just doesn't right. make sense. But turkey hunting allows you usually multiple opportunities. Even if you don't kill a bird, you usually mm-hmm. see a bird. You right. hear, or a, hear bird. a bird. And it's right. a long season. Right. And, um, but I've had a lot of parents dads, moms, hey, my son, my daughter really wants to hunt. Uh, you know, how can I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, well, we can get these kids plugged in. And I thought, wait a minute. If I can teach that parent how to get to, and turkeys, you can do this. Right. Uh-huh. I mean, you can get some calls that are pretty simple to do. You don't need to be the, the right manager elk calling anyway. Yeah. Then they and, go into elk calling. Right. Yeah. But if I can teach that parent, go out there under you know, one of these ladies or me or Tanner, one of my, you know, my sure. guys, somebody that can help them that first time and get over the jitters of, oh, there's I so much. Do I it, can't yeah. do it. Yes, yeah. you can. You can do it. Yes, and if can. you make a mistake, that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's, that's my focus this year is I got some hunts with my, my nephews are coming up from New Mexico mm-hmm. with my daughter. We're going to Nebraska, but I want to ha- take, I've got four families that I want to take their kids and either the mom and the dad, or the, at least the mom or the dad out where we can sit. And then we can not only explain to the kids, boom, I have fun, you know, but work with them. So next year they're going to buy their mm-hmm. license and they're doing it. Right. And that's, they what, can. that's right. what we've seen. We've some of the ladies that we, we, we mentored 12 ladies last year, turkey hunting. And so many of those ladies have now they've went out, they've now went out deer hunting. And just even that time in the times that we took them turkey hunting, they're now mentoring for us. Yes. I mean, because we, there's only so many of us right. to do this. Right. And right. so that's kind of the pay it forward thing, you know, is they're turning around and going, Hey, I can do this. Well, and even with like our turkey map, maps, we actually hook them up with some maps. We show them, and on those maps, it's spring, winter range, and it actually shows roosts. Right. So we can help them build a plan on public land. And so we help them build a plan, teach them how to use the, the what's available to people right. today. And that's right. what we hear. We hear, well, I, I'm going to get lost, and I don't know where I'm going. Well, we have a, a hunt, hunt data. Well, we can give you a unit. You can find out where the concentrations are at. There's a plan. You can put it on your phone, and you can mark your waypoint. You can use it out of service, and I guarantee you, you will not get I, I, I say this and I don't know if Donnell knows this but I stand behind our product so much I say I 100% guarantee if it gets you if it doesn't work for you out there and it gets you lost we will give you a full refund right and oh, yeah. I mean I stand behind it because I know it works because that's how what we use right. and right. that's you know people always say well you guys always get your game and you always do this well we use what we, we sell mm-hmm. right. and that's up the ante a lot but we hear I, I say there's healthy fear and then there's unhealthy fear. And when you get talking to someone, um, the, the, their fear, there is healthy fear of getting lost and being out there by yourself and all that sort of thing. But there's so much out there to help you not to get lost. And I always say fear is also false evidence appearing real. And what your perception might not be correct with the whole hunting thing and the whole conservation thing or whatever it is. So we, we get the same thing, Trevon. We hear that right. my kid wants to go out or I want to go out and I don't even want to, I don't even know where to start. We had a lady on our panel just not too long ago at the ISC show. She wanted to go out. No one would take her. So she went on YouTube and learned how to hunt. And that's literally how she learns. And she is an avid hunter now. 
Right. And, right. and she just wanted, how do you call an elk? How do you get shelter? All that sort of thing. And she learned it on YouTube. Wow. You know, and I, I think we talk a lot about recruiting the next generation. I think that's important. But I, I've heard statistics, and, I, and I'm probably get emails for this because I can't quote the exact statistic. But the statistics that's the quickest growing in our industry is people that in a younger point in their life, they had some positive uh, interaction with hunting or outdoors, fishing, something like that. And, and But then they haven't done it for a long time, and they want to get back into mm-hmm. it. So they remember how awesome it was to be outdoors mm-hmm. fishing or hunting mm-hmm. or camping or whatever. But maybe that intimidation of all the new gadgets. Let's be honest. When I was a kid, they didn't have bows like they have now. <laughs> yeah. For me, if I wasn't where somebody who had been involved in that, I would look at that, and I would freak out. Yeah, but there's so much. You yeah. almost need to come beside those 30, 40, even 50-year-olds that are like, okay, I'm at a point in my life I can afford to hunt. I've got the time to hunt, but I don't have... So if we can come alongside them, what's going to happen is they're going to catch on. They have the time, the expendable income in some instances, and then that's how we can pass it on. We're still going to always... I I mean, for me, the kids are my my heart. Oh, yeah, for sure. But if we can then take that gentleman or that gal that, again, had that small interaction when they were young and turn that into something bigger that's where i think we're going to capture even with our flat tops we take a bunch of women up on on horseback and we had the 67 year old grandma that she's always the one taking care of all the grandkids and so she caught her first fish and and she's in an an outdoor family but she was always the one that had to watch the kids and the grandkids and and so it was really it was it's fun for us to empower those ladies that have been serving everybody else we live by that the three e's we we try to equip them with the best knowledge that we have and and maps and, and then we equip them and to empower them so they can have an encounter. An encounter might be anything out there. It might sunrise be, might be a sunrise or sunset, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just think that we're, uh, we've got to do it. There's, there's uh, more people that are dying of natural causes, you know, every year just because they're older people and, and we're not recruiting that replacement and, and our numbers are dwindling. Mm-hmm. And if we don't do something then we are that small percentage of the general population hunting and fishing is a very small percentage some i've heard as low as six percent where 94 percent of the voting population is going to choose what we can do on our public lands with our firearms i mean that's why it's so important that we don't sit with our uh, our head in the stand when it comes to dealing with gun rights when it comes to dealing with our hunting heritage we've got to step out and i'm you know i don't want to make this all about uh, the soapbox but i do think we we owe the what we love something to give you right. know to give it back because it's given the outdoors have given right. me so oh, much. It's oh, me everything so, i would it's, agree it's, it's given me a ton and i yeah. i'm a strong believer you get a parent involved you get the kids involved because that's it's 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 their hand in hand so often we get a mom involved she gets the kids we get a dad involved he brings the kids I mean I met a lady last week and she said she grew up hunting with her dad but then she moved out here with her husband and he's not a hunter well now she has a son and she really wants to get outdoors again so it's just scenarios like that and we had two vegan ladies that were on our panel it's not that they didn't want to eat meat they just wanted to eat a healthy life kind of like what Donnie does and stuff and to not that degree and then they married a second one married a guy that was a hunter and she's like well tell me about that and she's now a hunter written a book yes I can hunt and or yes I hunt and mm-hmm. I meant she's not a vegan anymore she, she goes it was so cool to know that I could go out and harvest my own am, animal come home and I have an organic 
yep. meal. I know yeah. where it came and, from. And, and the lady that works for Parks and Wildlife, that's what she said. She said, you and Lisa were mentoring me. She was our videographer for the hunt. I remember you told me about yeah, her. Yeah, and she, and she said, in, in fact, when we were at ISC, she goes, you and Lisa were mentoring me when I was the videographer. And she said, you had no clue because you thought you were mentoring the other people. She said, you were mentoring me. She said, you, I watched you have a lot of fun with your friends. You weren't out shooting up the side of the hillside. You were just, you know, we were archery hunting. But um, you came back. You, you cooked an organic elk Cajun meal. And she said, it was just amazing. And I left there wanting that, yeah. you know. I, 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 you, I, I, I draw a lot of parallels, being a preacher's kid, to Sunday school and the gospel and where we're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, n- not to get up on a you know any type of pulpit but i really believe in a similar way where it, with the gospel if you can just reach one it's going to reach another mm-hmm. we almost have a gospel to share mm-hmm. and that includes the outdoors and you it's guys true. i i really uh, appreciate your friendship um and because you live an example of what i know my daughter i want my daughter to see mm-hmm. and, and think oh this is cool um because that's just not cool well, I mean, I really I am. No, I mean, you if you know, ask me, I'm really cool. But uh, to my 13-year-old <laughs> you know daughter. I love to ask a teenager, is your is your dad still dumb, or have you realized he really isn't quite as dumb as you think? And they always look at me like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think Donnell told me, with, and Avery's getting on that teenage years, is that you had a self-esteem until you had your teenagers, and they'll knock you down about 10 <laughs> flights, and it's like, and then they come around when they're like, what do they say, 25? I'm, I'm waiting for the come around. Are you? Yeah. 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 I'm uh, in my the, oldest has come around. Yeah, yeah, so it's just funny, but yeah, I... My girls don't think I'm that cool, right. you know. But, but, but as a mentor, we, were, yeah, as a mentor, we have a chance to do a positive influence and right. say something that you, as a parent, has said. You've said it a thousand exactly. times. We say it one time, and they go, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, yeah and, it's just and, and you're yourself. just like ripping your hair out because you're like, okay. <laughs> I just don't even say anything anymore. I'm just like, uh, God bless that they she gets it from somebody. Yeah, so. exactly. you might be yeah. the the seed that planted it, but right. it's like scripture. Somebody else will water it. Yeah. 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 So yeah. well, that's cool. So what do you guys got uh, for this this season? Have you, has anybody got anything on the books that's exciting? I mean, you know, I'm gonna going do, anywhere I'm crazy? I'm going to do Kremling again with the okay. guys from Bear Mountain Outfitters, a gentleman that we took last year, uh, had a great time and got his first elk mm-hmm. uh, pilot out of Florida. And um, and so he said, you know what, let's do archery this year. So I'm going to. You know, you, that's I've, where we hunt archery. You know yeah, that. I know, I know. We I have know, parties wait, at night. Wait, yeah. Bear Mountain? Well, we, we hunt. Next to like, public land. So literally. I've killed a bull on Bear Mountain. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, so we hunt the prior, We have the BLM. I know exactly where you're at that, there's some good, there, there's <laughs> right. some great great yep. elk so uh, up there. but i gotta get tuned up with my well uh, you know where it, I, so you got i'm gonna be pulling, okay. ah, pulling you guys okay. that's gonna be fun <laughs> yeah yeah and any uh alaska you gonna do any fishing no, again gonna do that this year yeah we're kind of taking a okay. little bit lower deal here just gonna do things mainly in town and okay. all and i'm gonna take victoria on her first turkey hunt we're gonna try to Sweet. get hooked up with chris rowe and oh. we've talked to Chris, so I think we're going to go down and hunt yeah. with Chris. I love Chris. Kansas? Yeah. yeah he, Kansas. he might know how to get a turkey or two. Yeah. 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 So, Chris, uh, Chris will talk the turkey into them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he'll literally yeah, he'll. reason and logic, and the turkey will come and just lay down. It's kind of like when we went on a hunt with Wayne, turkey hunt, and I said, it's, I was out there, and I said, Wayne, this is kind of like cheating. This is, it I is. mean, we're on public land calling turkeys, but with Wayne Carlton, I'm like, yeah. that doesn't seem fair. Yeah. And I mean, he's part turkey. Right. And so, sure enough, he lulled him in right into the public land. And he called in several for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that'll be that'll be good. She, yep, he's a she's good teacher. To it. He, 
Yeah. We're talking about you We're talking turkey about hunting. you turkey hunting. That's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, if go. she shouldn't get one with Chris, send her our way because we have a good connection uh, too. Definitely, so. definitely. And then you've guys got what kind of what you're working at going spring forward. You're going to bring the ladies out. and We're you're going to do a calling clinic April 6th. Oh, where's that going to be at? We're going to be in a ranch in southern Colorado. Okay. So they have about 500 turkeys there and there's about 300 elk. So we're going to teach them how to elk call, how to, how to turkey call the week before season opens. Oh, and then um, you can go in there. I got you. I got yeah. you. Um, kind then, of a hands-on type of yeah, thing. Yeah, so they can actually see something. Many times on this ranch we're calling turkeys and you're working a tom. And we don't want to mess it up for the hunting that's coming. But the elk will come right through your thing and you're like, it's the first time I'm like, these elk are messing up my hunt. Yeah. So it's it, pretty it, fun. It, he's got tons of geese down there and deer. And so we just thought, you know, Wayne's offered to come in and help us. So we'll have Mr. Wayne Carlton there. Is it two day? Yeah. Two day. It's so actually going to be Saturday. Friday, Saturday and come back Sunday. Okay. Can, uh, how can somebody, if they're interested in that, I don't know if we'll have this up by April 6th, but oh, I could try. Huntingdivas.com okay. is what okay. we'll have it available right. out there. Well, and if, anybody if can not, contact. They can, and, if, and they can find out if, yeah. if this is past April 6th, then we, when this we, is we have horseback trips. We're going to have okay. continue. Okay. What we're trying to do is have an event every other month kind of thing. Are so. you guys going to be up there, that river bottom that, that we hunted last year? Yes. Up by yes. Wiggins? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And so we have that always the second weekend, um, for sure, because the division, the Parks and Wildlife have it the first weekend, and they do kids, um, a couple kids that have never, first-time hunters Good. and stuff. And then we have it the second weekend, Hunt Divas. And then mm-hmm. I think he has some friends that come out, but then we kind of go back, because right. it seems like, yeah. Anyway, yeah. and then well. our friend Max is on um, our pro staff with us. He has some places for us, too. So, he said around Pueblo. Yeah, no. yeah. around Pueblo. Well, good. We'll we'll definitely want to hook up mm-hmm. um, this spring. It, it, for me, turkey hunting is I like to turkey hunt. I don't like to film turkey hunts. Right. Because I don't like to watch them, but I love to hunt them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. something for me, unless it's a kid. If it's a kid or a new hunter, there's something about that. Right. That, 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 because it's not just the the hunt it's the story it's the journey that right, you get right. to take with those right. you know i remember it's back the in the, back in the old day, yeah the hot chocolate <laughs> spilling in the flame uh, but back in the old days you know you'd watch those turkey they'd have a turkey video and 22 birds would get shot in the face right now those are exciting i mean it's exciting to watch right but you don't get to see all the other things that go along right. with getting to that point right and, for, and telling the story especially with young hunters is really exciting and important I think well so. it's even fun like a few of the hunts we've been on because we're doing um, this will be we take them on a private land but we do a lot of public land and we were on a, a film crew down south and you know here comes a hen she came to our call and she came and did the putt and she stayed I, she couldn't have been 10 feet from us and we're, we're just but leaning we're, against a tree we, it was fascinating to watch her that close and doing all the things that you hear on video and stuff but we're I mean it, that's a journey but you know obviously we didn't shoot her it's not you can't or anything but i found that so educational that was on the primal so, instinct show. Yeah, yeah it was really yeah. cool so yeah. but we um for elk hunting we're just putting in for all the states right now and we just don't know right. and we have enough people with family and friends that we also take like my brother's probably going to draw a coveted tag here which i'll go bow hunting with him and probably down well too I'm, I'm wanting to do utah the over the counter yeah bow. So, so i've got, got her into non-resident she I doesn't have tw- i got like 10 or 12 points in utah so uh, does my brother. Where are you gonna go? Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, he I, just I got to figure it out. March seventh is the deadline, yeah. so I got to yeah. figure yeah. something out. So we're just kind of waiting for draws and different things. But again, we always have our hand in things. And my daughters are 17, 18 next year, and so I have seniors next year. Mm. So I get reminded all the time. Now remember, they have their seniors, and when we need to be around, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of forget that sometimes. So, yeah. yeah. 
and a lot of things new for our draw here this year. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Oh, big game season. Yeah. So again, I don't know when Trevin you'll have this up, but I mean, um, man, read. The, the new regs. book, read yeah. the regs, because there's it has a lot changed of things you What's some, some high points just for people that are maybe? I think what I would tell people, because they're going to be kind of discouraged when they see the point creep, because so many people put in last year when they only had to pay $3. That changed everything. And I, I meant $45 to some, I meant it was a lot of money that they had even for, um, a lot of things have changed. We're going to have to buy preference points in the future. Um, if you're putting in and you have all these, I hear it over and over that they have all these preference points, 19, 18, 22. And now they're going to look at the statistics and their unit that they thought they could draw this year or next year went up to 26. Um, so I think, I think you should look at the hybrids. You have to have five preference points right. to do a hybrid. At least throw your name in that. Right. At it's least. A chance. If you don't think you're going to draw that, whatever you're holding out. Right. And I and think I some people. I think you have to buy a small game license. You yeah, do. You have, you have to, to have a small, small game. game. Yeah. Every small game. other Western state, that uh, you, Nevada, Utah, Montana. You, I've always wondered why we didn't do that. Right. If you're going to go play in that state, you need to purchase a license. Right. And right. the other states right. have done right. that. And right. I've done all the states in the Western Union for 20 years. But Colorado never made you do that. Right. And neither did Utah for a long time. Right. You could put in for Utah, get a free preference point. And not even have to pay for it. Right. You know, it's a revenue thing, meaning I meant conservation and all that. And they have to get paid, too. And they're seeing the money that's in stuff like that that would help get some revenue generation and jobs. So I got to believe that has a lot to do with it. But I don't know. I, I, I've always been shocked they haven't either because the other states you do. The, like New Mexico is a little different. If you don't draw in New Mexico, you have to have a license if you draw. But if you don't, they'll right. actually give you your license money back, even your small gain if you know you're not going to hunt. Well, That's the only but, state that does that. But New Mexico doesn't have preference points, no, so there's no way you can build. All and it's time. also, um, uh, they've got a, a variance of what they call an HD or a, a quality uh -huh. hunt, and it's a lot more expensive than nor the normal non-resident um you know being from new, wise, being yeah. from new mexico and and having never drawn an elk tag in new mexico since i moved Are 17 years ago i hunted there last year yeah yeah what did yeah. you get a, uh, did I, you draw it or yeah i drew it but uh, i went into a unit that's hot tough yeah, yeah. Okay. hers was like a standard take 16a 16d 15 i yeah. can't draw i drew i know um, a guy who, from colorado four times he's drawn it since i've been here wow and wow. i i put in my very i've put in a lot since then but my very first time I put in for New Mexico was in 2001 or two and I drew a coveted tag they only gave out two non-resident tags it was down in the Chama area which you can't even apply for as a non-resident anymore and they gave one to an outfitted person and then on the application you have to put right. outfitter or not and I was not and I drew the only other they only gave out 15 tags in the area it's 20 miles it's public land but um, it was a phenomenal it, the or? it was the William Sargent oh, and you can't hunt that anymore yeah. but I talked to a local there his son had drawn it back to back as a resident and he had for 35 years never drawn it he was bitter one that I drew it to that his son and he was just so it's all luck so yeah. I, I wish there was yeah. something I, I really I really <laughs> like the way that um, Wyoming does it for this reason Wyoming mm -hmm. does it when you put in for a tag in Wyoming they do preference point so if you have the preference points you can get the tag but then they have a certain percent that it will be a random tag in the same Pool. Like if pool. Yeah. So you always have a chance to draw that tag 
I think that's cool. The other thing Montana and Wyoming do is when you draw a, a, a tag, you can bow hunt it for thirty dollars the right. month of September because right. everything you is a rifle, rifle. You get yeah. the you get the you get the animal tag, and it's good for whatever a weapon season is in. Right. So yeah, yeah I, it's, I, I it's like it's awesome. It. But the problem with us is Colorado is such. I mean, let's. We have too many hunt. We have so many hunters. Yeah, I mean, we, we have the largest elk herd. Uh, you know, and and the revenue stream is there. I always wondered why the, the DOW the game, now yeah. the CPW, mm -hmm. why they didn't do the small game right. and create that revenue stream. Oh. Because I know I have no problem when I go out to another state that I don't live in. I have no problem buying that tag. Sure. Well, I mean, and they never charge for a preference point either, and every yeah. other state does. Wow, well, I mean, every state yeah. charges you. We still, uh, yeah. 80% of our units are still over the counter. It's That's amazing, because yeah. we just did the Utah show, which, yeah. you know, some of those guys are like, oh, I haven't elk hunted in forever. And, I mean, it's still an amazing place this to This is the only here. state you can show up the night before on the Internet and buy a tag and hunt on Saturday morning yeah. for a bull elk. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Well, this is uh, uh, this is going to be a fun show. Let's let's wrap this up with kind of talk about. I know that this will be after, but talk about what you guys are going to uh, give a presentation on tomorrow. And you know, I mean, what, what are you going to talk, talk about, about? Where to hunt? So one of the things we do, and that's one of the things when Wayne has watched us, because I went to New Mexico for the first time this year, last year, first time to Arizona, and he watched me just dropping pins on our software, taking the concentration information, so you know where the animals are. So we help people build a strategy. He said, you've got to teach people how to use the tools that are available to them, because the tools are there, but a lot of people still don't know how to read the maps and how to compare those if I'm an archery hunter a summer range on public land and and hunt those corners that might be right next to the Bear Mountain Ranch right. you know that, that those secrets of, of hunting a public piece of land that's right up against some prime and, and again we use those 3D decoys of, of Wayne's um, I know Montana decoys is also awesome but um, we use 3D decoys we use calling um, and in all of those senses you know and so we just help people know how to hunt smarter so that's going to be our one of our classes I think tomorrow and then Sunday what are we teaching there um sunday it's i uh, it's backcountry big game hunting basically going the extra mile and just talking to people a lot of people that we run into over the years of you know they're not getting their animal they're not seeing their animal i'm asking them about their hunt and stuff and we're encouraging them a lot of people are like how am i going to drag that 800 pound elk a mile from the camp you're and not. you're not and so um i talked to them our our powerpoint yep. is about where to hunt how to get off roadless um 90 they say 90 percent of the hunters stay within a mile of the road and 90 percent of the animals are a mile f outside of that so i think that's changed in the last three years i think that statistic is not true it's probably right. further i'm seeing a lot more people back it's not, and, here, and the reason you take people like aaron snyder and cameron haynes and some right. of these guys that are really have made it fashionable and i'm mm -hmm. not knocking them because i've right. done it too uh, to be able to go and get off of that yeah and a good example is i was talking to three different people that were like 10 miles back yeah. they didn't expect to see a soul there were three different camps that had been packed in mm -hmm. and were hunting there. Well, that's what you're seeing in Colorado. We have unlimited hunting, especially yeah. here. You're not seeing it in Montana and the other states is limited. But what you're seeing here in Colorado, I would agree that statistics probably not true here because there's so many more people outfitting right. and have horses. Mm -hmm. And so people are going the eight and 10 miles. And, and that's and, who. And people are just like, dig, they dig it. Mm -hmm. They just dig, mm -hmm. putting their camp on their back and just rocking it. And God bless them. What <laughs> I think, what I think is something that you guys are could also key on though is what about the in between the mile and the three miles those are the pockets that 
you you just right. like there's a lot of guys that are so tunnel vision. They're like, I got to get five, six miles right, back right, in, right. and they walk right by great elk country. Right. Right. So yeah. the elk are pushed away from the road, and they're pushed away from deep, and they're finding these little pockets. Oh, that'll preach. That'll and, preach. And, yeah. and that's a good point. We were um, at a place at No Tellum Creek because I can't tell you exactly where it was. Oh, oh yeah, that's up No Name oh. Draw. Yeah, up No Name Draw. Oh. There's No Tellum Creek, and so we <laughs> were we of. were literally um, getting water, and we were planning our hunt in the morning. We had packed in the whole nine yards and um, on this trail it's a public trail and sure enough dirt bikes can go up it and we're like great this is this is not good <laughs> but as we're up on this little knob not knowing this guy comes up pretty much in moccasins and we've come to find out he works for National Geographic and um, he's up there to take pictures of elk and we're like hmm, okay great because we had set our camp and stuff and we had been packing water up and he goes well there's just a spring over there we didn't know which was great but he so he goes on to tell us he goes I go so where do you what's your plan or where are you taking pictures he goes well I really really like this there's a wallow right up here and, and there's uh, there's probably going to be about 15 bowls that come out of here within the next two hours and we're looking at I'm like no way because there was people walking right below it there was there was what um dirt bikers and stuff and i tell you as sure as you can say <laughs> right about that dark bulls came out of these little strips of trees to this wallow and it they weren't 200 yards above this trail and 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 the point is is we had packed in and stuff and and they're just right there and i would agree it's that Three quarters of a mile to three miles. And that's kind of what I have always done, right. to be honest. But I, I'm usually at least a mile. But that's what, in to, like to, on Sunday, we're going to talk about how do you bone an animal out. Right. Most people, yeah. Yeah, most so that, people get it. So most we have peop- the diagrams and all that. Most so. people get an animal just to get the tenderloins. I'm going to show you how to not get an animal right. and Barrel get the cut. tenderloins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. stuff like that. Just trying to help the. It's just practical stuff. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well. I think they're going to kick us out of here. What time? Oh, yeah, we still got a little bit of time. I'll be talking, of course, the alpha bow hunting and some of that methodology that I've been working with. Uh, Phil, Phil at No Limits Archery has been mm-hmm. putting that program together, and that's it's really opened my eyes. You know, I've always been a pretty dang good shot. You know, and and I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm not. I mean, I don't go win the world. I'm no Levi Morgan, but I, I under pressure I shoot pretty good. And then he gave me some ways to test myself and i'm like hold on there cowboy (laughs) okay (laughs) under certain situations you're a pretty darn good shot but under other certain situations you maybe not ought to be shooting there at 40 yards which 40 is in my wheelhouse right but in certain situations alert animals you know uneven ground Mm -hmm. good crosswinds am i really that accurate and so he gave me some really good and he does it in the alpha bowling course he gave me some really good practical applications i could test myself take notes and keep those notes and and really go through a process mm-hmm. just like in anything in life right. we set these goals we test ourselves and then we push beyond that and it it's really it's really helpful yeah, so that's he, what i I'm met him at teaching. the western show Isn't he so great yeah awesome he's great yeah, yeah. the yeah. last two bulls i have shot with my rifle uh-huh. both of them have had arrows in their bat, uh, hind quarter you know, really. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I. I mean, they didn't come out limping, nothing like that. One was completely healed, and the other one, this year, the arrow was broke off. I walk up to him. I'm like, "This isn't something you see every day." And I took a picture of it for our class. Mm-hmm. So this is. I think what people are doing is they're taking bow shots while they're moving and yes. not stopping them, and they're moving, not running, but just moving. And you know, they move faster than an arrow. That's, and that's where a cow call. Like with the bull I shot in 17 with Wayne, you know, he flared right when he came up where I was, and he just did a real hard cow call, and he he just trued up. I had a beautiful, you know, direct hit. Yeah, so. and I think I think uh, you know uh, that that 
part of what he talks about is thinking through those. Mm -hmm. So if we sit here and we go through these scenarios and say shoot or don't shoot, and we make that decision before we get out in the field. It helps you. It's different. Because if I'm at full draw, like I was saying over there, I was, I was talking, if, I, if I'm at full draw and my drilling's pumping and it's shoot or don't shoot, if I'm already at full draw, 90% of the time I'm going to shoot. Yeah. So yeah. I need to think through those. Okay, he's walking. What do I need to do? Um, you know, if he's 12 yards, it's totally different if he's mm -hmm. 35 yards, mm -hmm. right? So all of those things, being able to play out those scenarios and keep track of that, it's, it's all about self-governing. And one of the things, yeah. like with, with Wayne, he's played some of the footage that's never aired through the right. years. And he, a lot of times he'll turn around and call that bull back in again. So sometimes we're thinking, oh, this is it. It's my only chance. And and I, that's what I think we're learning hanging out with him is just be a little bit more patient and, and work the animal a little and, bit more. And we owe it to him. Mm -hmm. I mean, we owe it to the animals it's respect, to, to, yes. to be right. as accurate and ethical as we can. And I'm not—I'm never going to come to somebody and say you should or shouldn't have taken that shot, because that's not my place. Right. But what I do want to do is give people the resources to check themselves, so that when they go in there and they release, hey, things happen. But you released in full conscience—you're a clear conscience, right. I mm -hmm. should say. Mm -hmm. and, and well, and that's where a rangefinder—I think that's one of my most important tools. And and when I talk to people, I think it's—you know—we practice with distances and and knowing the distance and when it comes down to bow hunting it's all down to inches right if you shoot under or you shoot over <laughs> it sure and is. so i think you're gonna learn and, and the yeah. thing is is and, <laughs> and i'm not saying they're but they're really <laughs> nice to have because even though i were sitting waiting i mean donnell and i always are that tree is this far and that's this far and if it comes through here we know it's between the 20 right. and 25 right. but just being out of the respect for the animal we want to make a good shot right. i mean sure sometimes you don't have time and you do have to guesstimate from all the shooting but if you have the time and you're sitting and you're calling waiting hit the other things around you so right. you're aware because you're that animal is going to expire so much faster and it's going to be such more of a you're not guessing when you're looking at your pins going is that 20 30 40 mm -hmm. you kind of know that tree was 42 yards so i think that's a pretty you know being it's for me it's just to to know that how far they are so yeah, i think that's important well guys thanks so much for sitting down with me i'm excited tomorrow's going to be a fun day we've got an elk calling contest we're going to get to judge and then we're going to all get to to share i think a little bit of our knowledge mm -hmm. what we've learned and uh, scott it's always great to hang out with you buddy hey trevin thank you you know i was never thinking you know about november 2012 is when i was thought about having an outdoor show and when you mentioned church earlier victoria and i were actually sitting in church and i wrote her a note and i said i'm going to start an outdoor radio show really? <laughs> That's awesome. uh, and that was in november of 2012 and then the first saturday of january 2013 we had our first broadcast of sports from the colorado and i don't wow, remember exactly when i met you guys but it was very close to the uh, same time right. and i met trevin and you guys and and so you know i thank you guys too for you know just being great friends and supporters of our show and all oh, the yeah. things because we've developed some you always uh, call in on our live feeds. Relationships. And uh, I'm sorry? He always calls in on our live feeds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do. And so, uh, yeah, but we've, we've established a good, great relationship, yeah. you know, well, with our show. And, and so. And I always say this, Colorado, I mean, you see it everywhere, and I hear about it. These There's these little niches of people, and in this industry, we can come together and support each other, and we have such a f phenomenal group here in Colorado. We're I figured really that blessed. out when we went to the Western Show at Utah. I didn't know anybody. <laughs> it's like, I miss Colorado. Yeah, you don't, you don't really feel fit in in utah unless you have a a, a flat bill 
and uh, uh, you know, kinda, I needed some bigger biceps of sorts and a, a big wallet, a big wallet, and then kind of the, what's that the the hair where you got it? What's the mullet? Oh, oh yeah, no, you got to have a flat bill and a mullet. Oh, there you no, go. Because the <laughs> Antelope Island um, deer tag went for three hundred thirty thousand dollars. That's three hundred and thirty thousand. That's amazing, isn't it? They yeah. raised six million dollars. That's awesome. Yeah, for oh. conservation. Amen. Amen. There you go. It's got to start. If you and have it, then yeah. why not? Yeah. 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 Put it back in. Can I borrow yeah. some money? Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, as always, we want to encourage you to to find your wild, find what inspires you, and get out there and embrace it. God bless, and we'll see you down the trail. Thank you. <laughs>